welcome to Enterprising, a podcast from Enterprise Bank and Trust that's empowering business leaders, one conversation at a time. We'll hear from different business leaders about how they've found success in cultivating their professional networks and keeping them healthy and strong. I'm your host, Alana Mueller, an entrepreneurial executive leader whose primary focus is to connect, inspire, and empower community. We at Enterprise Bank and Trust thank you for tuning in to another episode. Hello, listeners. Welcome to another edition of Enterprising Podcast. So happy to have you here with us today. And I want to welcome our special guest today, Taylor Mason. Taylor leads the overall business strategy while managing and executing the business development and marketing efforts for David Mason and Associates. His primary focus is managing personnel and market growth strategies. Taylor, welcome to Enterprising. Thanks for having me. Well, I'm so glad to have you on. I'd love for you just to share a little bit about the company. Tell us a little bit about David Mason and Associates, what the company does and what your role is with the organization. Sure, sure. Yeah, we sound like a law firm, but we don't let that misguide you. We are uh, an infrastructure engineering firm. We work in a number of different market sectors. We do a ton of work for utility companies. We do a lot of work for healthcare and higher education and a lot of institutional projects. We do those mainly around our cities, uh, St. Louis, Chicago, Philadelphia, but have also been branching out, especially through COVID and doing work nationwide. So uh, really happy to be here and, and kind of help tell our stories a bit. That's so great. Personally speaking, as someone who's often asked how I've been able to build a career based on networking, I really appreciate it when I meet someone whose day job is fully reliant on relationship building like yourself. Can you talk a little bit about your work and how you engage in networking to effectively execute your responsibilities? Yeah, I mean, I feel, you know, we just kind of live by the fact that most people do business with folks that they like to chat with and want to trust. Life's too short to burn bridges. And for me, kind of building new ones every single day is really what kind of is the key to our success from a business perspective. I think it's really important that you continue to kind of look outside your immediate network and look on kind of the periphery. Adjacently connected, I think, is is kind of a, a good way to look at it, is trying to find people that, that have common goals for their own organizations. But just if you can just kind of stay connected with them, whether it's directly related to your business or not. I think it's just a really great way to kind of build the network overall. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, I've always thought of that, as you described, kind of the adjacent or people in the periphery. I always think of that as entrepreneurial networking, where you're not just staying in your own closed network, but you really are branching out beyond the four walls of your day job or, you know, the the very stereotypical life that we each lead. And it sounds like you're doing that in a very intentional way. Yeah, I mean, I think ultimately everybody has a goal to further their business or their practice within their own organization. The sooner you can better understand how you can impact that through the relationships that you have, whether it's directly interacting and having a transactional type relationship with that organization or that person or connecting them to somebody that that could, you know, the better off you're going to be, certainly. Well, let's build on that. I, I want to ask you, what are some ways that you make connections mutually beneficial and, and how do you give back to show that mutual appreciation? I think one thing that, that I try to do personally is find organizations that the individual that you're talking to or getting to know and networking with is affiliated with and see if there's some common ground there. More times than not, if you can help impact the organizations that they see as beneficial, helpful, and key to their business then you're more times than not going to be successful. So if you find out that somebody is heavily involved in this particular organization, see if there's a way for you to get involved or get engaged or just support you know, some of their different, different uh, events or networking activities. 
it's just a way to, to stay connected and, and be seen because you're only as relevant as your last conversation, I find. Yeah, isn't that the truth? That that makes so much sense. Speaking of organizations that people are involved with, I know that you chair the Diversity Awareness Partnership organization. I'd love it if you could tell us a little bit about the organization. And in particular, I'm curious to get your take on how issues related to diversity, equity, and inclusion factor in now and will factor into the future related to relationship building. Yeah, you know, I think here in the St. Louis market, St. Louis has historically been a very difficult place to do business for minorities, women, people of diverse backgrounds. And for me, it's just really important to be in, involved in an organization like DAP that sets its mission really on diversity training, education, and bring together the commonalities that individuals have more so than than what separates us and, and pulls us apart. So I'm very fortunate to be engaged in, in DAP, have been for a number of years. And not only does it allow me to better understand what's important to the organizations whom I'm doing business with, but it also just kind of opens up the eyes of those institutions once you start talking about how diversity is good business instead of just a thing to do. It really does open up new perspectives and you know, it just opens up our minds a bit so we're not so close-minded and continue to work within the walls that that we kind of put up for ourselves intentionally or not. Yeah, you know, what's fascinating about this is that of course, that's always been the case, that diversity of thought, diversity of experience, diversity of perspective, diversity of approach, that has always been the secret to success for really every business. And I think finally, I mean, we've, we are going and have gone through a very challenging time to get here, but I, I feel like thankfully we're finally having this conversation in a very open way. And it, it seems that companies are, are at long last willing to engage in what have been just difficult discussions, but I think ultimately will benefit their companies. No question about it. And I think that being on the outside, kind of supporting an organization like DAP, that tends to be that organization that, that larger institutions turn to for guidance is really impactful because we're able to come in with kind of that very unique and kind of unabashed opinion that says, this is what's going to work for you based on what we've seen work for other organizations. To your point, Alana, I think it's important that you get it on the table. You start to have some conversations about where organizations truly are relative to DEI and overall equity within all of their practices. And then the conversation just starts to become that much more value added because of exactly what you just mentioned. It's it's differing perspectives and diversity of thought is extremely important. Sure. No, I, I just love that. Thank you for the work you're doing with that. I think it's it's really critical and and I think it's time that we start talking about that, especially when it comes to not just the secret of success for our businesses, as we said before, but I think it makes us happier in business and in life. So I think it's <laughs> terrific that that organization exists. Absolutely. I'd love to hear about an interaction or or a relationship you have with one or more people that's resulted in a, in a breakthrough for you, either personally and or professionally. Oh, man, there's so many because every every relationship is unique. Every connection that's made through those individual relationships is unique. But I think, you know, there's a couple different uh, scenarios where a lot of times the success happens because you're in the right place at the right time, but you're also putting yourself in a position to be seen and make a difference within a networking event or just getting to know somebody who can bring you that note. That's kind of how I was, how I was raised. My father always taught me, get a good note. If you have a good note and you have somebody calling on your behalf or making a recommendation on your behalf you're going to be so much better and way more successful. So one anecdote is I had, a, we do a lot of work for utility companies and there's one gentleman in particular, his name will, will not be revealed here, 
who's in a procurement position at a large utility. And I've gotten a chance to know him just personally over the years and supported one of his foundations and, you know, kind of looked at the mission that he had for his own organization from a charitable standpoint. And being a part of that was really important to him. And one of the things that he helped me do, and he didn't have to do this before he retired, was really kind of outline who are the key companies that are doing business with his organization. And he actually made some introductions for me to those institutions. If we didn't have those introductions in a lot of ways four or five years ago, we probably wouldn't be doing business, you know, within a couple of different sectors that we are within that large, that large utility company. So I mean, that's remarkable. And so not only were you able to forge some relationships with the the folks that he made introductions to, but I suspect that those introductions have led to other introductions and in other business. Is that would you say that? They absolutely have. But you also have to know your source, right? Like you got to yeah. go to the guy that that everyone respects. And I think sure. that it, it's easy to tell once you get to know somebody's personality. And the deeper you can dive and understand people on a personal level, the better off you're going to be able to make that judgment, but also ask ask the favors when you need them. Sure. Well, and I'm curious to know, did he offer up those connections? Did you ask for referrals? How did how did that sort of transactional conversation take place? It's a great question because it very much at that point it re- became very much more transactional. It was not something that I asked for necessarily at all. I think it was his understanding of what our goals were, expressing those, and then him kind of looking at, wow, how can I be a part of that and help? And I stay in touch with this gentleman to this day, and I am thankful for it every single day. And I tell him every time I talk to him how appreciative I am of, of him making those different connections. Well, and you know, one of the things that I think is important for our listeners to understand is you earned his trust, right? You earned those referrals. That was not something you didn't pay for them. You didn't ask for them. He offered them to you because he wanted to help. And I think that that's something that can be really special in relationship building that, you know, it's not just what have you done for me lately, but clearly over a number of years, you established a trusting interaction with this particular individual. And he was willing to return his admiration for you with you know, some very tangible, result-oriented opportunities. So that's really fabulous. Yeah, no no question. And, and again, it, it really comes down to how trusting was he of me also to be able to represent him the, the appropriate way. And I feel that, that, you know, we gave him zero chance or zero concern that we wouldn't be able to do that. So very thankful for that opportunity. Yeah, you, you were not going to embarrass him and he knew that. So that's, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. fabulous. Um, what advice would you share with someone who wants to grow or cultivate their own professional network? It's a little bit of a slippery slope. I think you you want to definitely dive into different organizations and give yourself an opportunity to meet people within your organization or dive into an organization that is tangential to your day-to-day business. But again, that kind of, that loosely connected but you don't want to dive too far in because you can get consumed in a lot of ways by overly committing to one specific organization and not spreading yourself out just a little bit to give yourself more opportunity to meet more people. So what I would say is if you can find one good, very industry-specific organization, dive in and, and really kind of put yourself in a position to be seen, but then also try and find one other or two other that are kind of outside of your, your typical day-to-day industry you know, same folks that you typically see all the time, go outside of your bubble a little bit and, and meet some people that tend to, to have some differing thought than you do, but also have a different perspective as to, to how things are brought to market or how the building's built in my case, right? Right. I think it's good to, to have those relationships because ultimately that's how you build really, really good notes. Have you ever been surprised at the opportunities that come from something that seems so tangential that it would have nothing to actually do with your industry. And yet here was an opportunity that presented itself. 
Absolutely. You know, one of which is we do a lot of work for uh, utilities, as I mentioned, and one of them is water wastewater utilities. And talking to some very specific companies about doing water, water wastewater design for them is something that we're going to naturally do. However, they also have a solar practice. And so about three, four years ago, we kind of started having this dialogue about what their needs were on that side of their business. And it just kind of evolved from there. And now we're doing solar projects, you know, all around the country from Nevada to Michigan to Texas, all over. But it's just one of those things that came from that discussion. They liked what they were hearing. They liked the professionalism that we brought as a company, the fact that we were going to be there as a trusted partner. And then, you know, some other things kind of fall out of the, the conversations. Well, what's, what's really remarkable about that is that, you know, not only were you providing this initial expertise related to wastewater, but you almost became a consultant, you know, a trusted advisor. And sure, you have other services that would benefit them and, and there's a, a revenue opportunity embedded there. But the fact that you did become a trusted partner, I'm sure, you know, that was beneficial both to you and to your client and and probably to other clients as a result. So that's great. And, and and you had mentioned earlier that during COVID, your organization really has had the opportunity to branch out even beyond the geography that you originally focused on. Has that level of expertise or sort of new areas of expertise, has that sort of helped to penetrate new markets or how have you done that? Yeah, it's been interesting. I think early on in COVID, we kind of saw that getting meetings with people was actually a little easier than we would have thought. So we were able to have back-to-back-to-back-to-back-to-back meetings, as many of us have come to realize. Yeah, there's a, there's a, there's no drive time between the Zoom meetings, I came to realize. <laughs> there is no drive time. So I'm trying to finish them <laughs> with five minutes left and you know five minutes at the top of the hour. But I think that what we've learned is that the dialogue can, can happen more frequently than we would have expected. And I think through those natural conversations that we're having, whether it be through a screen or via phone, the more conversations you have, the more you really get to know some people. And I think that, yeah, it has allowed us to open up some some doors, maybe that we wouldn't have otherwise opened just because we're able to get to people a little faster. However, I do kind of yearn for that in-person connection, which, you know, is really where I think, you know, a lot of business happens is just getting to know somebody, you know, sitting down and chatting with them and, you know, learning who they are as a person versus what they do for a job. Well, and you know, I have to tell you, when I'm not engaging in coffee, lunch, coffee, as I like to say, I, I do love a, a red wine, and I understand that you too are a connoisseur. So can you recommend a, a favorite red to enjoy while networking? Yeah, you know, I kind of jumped on the Pinot bandwagon a number of years ago, but my family enjoys En Route. That's one of our favorites, if you've had it. It's a Russian River Valley Pinot Noir, and it's really spectacular. It's not super expensive, but it's not cheap. So it's one of those that you use, you know, drink on the holidays with your family and I would certainly recommend En Route, which is a pretty good one. I'm going to check it out. I appreciate that. Listeners, you you heard it here first. So that's great. That's great. Taylor, I want to I wanna conclude our time together by asking you just a fun question that I love to ask guests about. If you could meet with one person for a cup of coffee, it could be anyone, living, not living, fictional, non-fictional, who would it be and why? That's such an interesting question because I think there's so many people but, you know, one one person I didn't get a chance to spend as much time with that I, I would have liked to is my grandfather, Ted Mason, because he has a, a whole different perspective on life than I do, just based on our age difference. But he has a really cool story. He was a Tuskegee Airman. He was a, a black dentist from Cleveland, Ohio, who kind of overcame a lot. He happens to be a good golfer, so I enjoy that as well. And I think we could just have some really good conversations about what his world was when he was my age um, and kind of what our world is today 
what's different, what's the same. And I just think that that would be a one heck of a dialogue to to be a part of that I wouldn't have otherwise have had. Oh, that's amazing. That's a, what a life. What an incredible life. I mean, gosh, the obstacles that he must have had to overcome and address and still persevere is just remarkable. So that's a very cool one. Very cool. Yeah, it would have been pretty neat to kind of hear his 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 literal war stories, but also how things were then and and you know where we are now and just look in the mirror a little bit and and you know realize what we're kind of really grateful for and I think that's the stories and tradition. Did you get to know him? Were you able to meet to meet him? Oh, Absolutely, good. but but you know, past when I was, you know, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but what a great memory. That's really nice. Really nice. I appreciate that. Well, it has been such a delight to visit with you today. You've given us so much to think about and and so many great tips, tricks, and tools. So I appreciate that very much. Tell us where, if, if people want to learn more about David Mason and Associates, where would they go? You can go to www.davidmason.com. You can learn a lot about about DMA on our website, but please call us. You know, we're kind of a hands-on company. We're a family-owned business that likes to, to welcome people in with open arms. And we have client relationship managers in all of our offices. So please don't hesitate to reach out. We'll be happy to have a conversation. Terrific. Taylor Mason, thank you so much for joining us on Enterprising Podcast. Thank you very much, Alana. Thanks for joining us this week on Enterprising. Be sure to visit our website, enterprisebank.com slash podcast to subscribe so you'll never miss an episode. If you found value in today's program, please consider leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or telling a friend about us. Enterprising, powering business leaders, one conversation at a time. The views expressed by enterprising presenters or guests are those of the presenter or guest, and not necessarily of Enterprise Bank and Trust or its affiliates. All content of this podcast and any related materials are for informational purposes only. Enterprise Bank and Trust does not make any warranty, express or implied, including warranties of merchantability and fitness for a particular purpose, and specifically disclaims any legal liability or responsibility for the accuracy, completeness, or usefulness of any information presented. Enterprise Bank and Trust is not under any obligation to update or correct any information provided in this podcast. All statements and opinions are subject to change without notice.